I have been on a journey, seeking men for my mill. Men, they work faithfully. They are not worried about long hours. Hello and welcome to the GoldenAgeHorror.com podcast. This week Andrew and I discuss White Zombie, another movie that we kind of disagree on. I think of it as a really amazing movie with some flaws. I think Andrew thought it was a really flawed movie with just a few amazing parts. I apologize for mangling the name of Bella Lugosi's character, uh, but you'll get to hear that when the podcast is on. So, uh, enjoy! So we're going to talk about uh, the 1932 horror movie White Zombie, starring Bela Lugosi, directed by um, Victor Halper- Halperin and produced by Edward Halperin. It was it's an independently produced horror movie uh, built on the cheap. It's pretty good. What do you think about White Zombie? I thought some parts were like very, very special, like especially good, like way too good, good better than they deserve to be. And I thought most of it was rather middling at best. So the criticism at the time was that uh, was that it was uh, old-fashioned. Like the actors were acting like they were in silent movies and that the dialogue was bad and sounded like it was from a florid, uh, like, uh, like a Victorian novel. So, I mean, I suppose it's those are those things are both correct. Um, the Helper and Brothers were their their actual goal. They actually thought that uh, mod- and this is you know obviously this is in 1930, 32, yeah. but they thought that modern movies at that point, you know, kind of lost their way and they wanted to bring it back to the um, what they considered to be the uh, greatest era of movies, which was German expressionism. So they they uh, were very inspired by German expressionism, and that so a lot of that part comes through, like in a lot of the angles and the, some of the shots they make. Yeah, but they had the problem with the people they put in those shots. Yeah, so you didn't you didn't like the acting? Not for some especially. It was like, it was oh, it was okay. So it was the same actors that are in every movie so far. Well, does Bella go see? Well, no, I mean not the same literal actors. <laughs> yeah, but the same parts. The same actors playing the same parts. Sure. Except these ones were a little worse. Yeah. Or just not as good. Or maybe the, that one guy who was the the wealthy man, the wealthy the wealthy non Haitian white man living in Haiti. Uh, Beaumont. Yes, Beaumont, the one who is especially big of an actor. Yeah. I don't think he pulled his weight. I think he was punching above his weight there <laughs> with his acting. Okay. okay. Um. Yeah. I mean. I believe um, Madge Bellamy, who played uh, the um, the female lead uh, Madeline, yeah, Madeline, she was actually a silent film like star, and yeah, she it, was very good when as a zombie. Yeah, well, she I mean she doesn't do she has literally like, nothing to do with this movie, but you know, uh, gets to recoil in horror, gets married and then gets poisoned and then she's a zombie. Yeah, and then sort of mills about in a zombie state for the rest of the film. But I think her zombie state of her while she was like playing the piano, 
and the guy like like blank face staring and she and like she was just staring and he was like begging and pleading with her to come back to normal and she was just playing the piano robotically as a zombie mm-hmm. I think was pretty good okay I think it was very well done I was super surprised when it came up I just thought it was a very strong scene that really played off you know the idea of zombie fiction yeah and people losing their humanity and it actually sort of attempted to like work in themes besides what was literally happening in the movie itself yep like like um like yeah like literally the like expressionism yeah Um, yeah yeah at this point in um history i don't believe to the best of my knowledge i'm not actually sure but i'm pretty sure they didn't didn't really understand uh like the actual haitian zombies you know like the like the um because that i mean there's there there's like a large grain of truth to that particular phenomenon the one that they replicate in this movie like there are real to in some senses real zombies in haiti and they're closer they're definitely they're not rotting corpses like they are in they have been since the late 60s they're like they're more close they're closer to this movie where they're uh, like basically poison victims um that are uh that that like a uh, voodoo priest uh bokor can um exert their will over through a combination of uh societal conditioning and the poison that they use great zombies so that, that's it is a real thing that that's really does happen oh I've, yeah that i've heard of before like that's like the origin of the concept of the zombie yeah i feel I, like they even mention it briefly in dawn of the dead oh yeah i thought they did they they probably do i mean i don't i guess i don't remember i thought that's where like the notion of when there's no more room in hell yeah yeah he why well, he's the that character is saying like his his uh yeah, he's saying it came from his his grandmother said that or his grandfather said that. I don't know. I don't remember specifically. He said it was like a voodoo thing, but it could very well have been. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the the idea that zombies originally came from voodoo. Yep. Comes from the Haitian background. Yeah, but anyway, at this point, like it, they they there were they there were reports of zombies like popping up in uh uh I don't know travel logs from the time but no one really understood what they were and i don't think they understood what they were until the the 70s or the 80s when some anthropologists did like actual studies so um it was still like a like a very um a a new and exciting thing i suppose and a a very strange thing yeah and it is a very strange thing It, it remains a very strange thing and uh yeah i think uh Bela Lugosi makes an excellent evil sorcerer. He does. I'm actually doing the white zombie's grip at the moment. Yep. I think that's a very strong image. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's pretty great in this movie. Yeah. I, in the the scene, actually, the scene in the towards the beginning where Beaumont visits uh, his uh, murder murder Legendre's sugar mill. Yeah. Very. Uh, it's a pretty eerie scene. It is. It it set the tone for a movie that did end up being the movie that kept playing on. Like I thought, oh, I thought it was going to be a different movie when it showed stuff like that. Yeah, I thought we were going to learn about man's inhumanity to man, and you know, this is going to be a movie about you know the working class. And well, doesn't, abuse... doesn't doesn't he turn to uh, 
Beaumont and say they don't complain about the long hours or something like that. He does. Like, right in the right in the heart of the depression. Right. But, I mean, it touches on vaguely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So, so your your complaint with the movie is mainly the acting, or you think there's actually most of the, like most of the acting? I thought the beginning was kind of slow, not interesting too much. Mm-hmm. I thought the end was kind of a mess. Where <laughs> all the zombies start running, and then a guy falls down a hole, and then just people start, everyone just starts running into each other and doing bad thirties action. Well, to be fair, I mean it, they were coming up on the sixty-three minute mark or whatever, so they had to kind of yeah, they were. Up. They just started jumping <laughs> each other off cliffs or whatever. That's what I just kind of like. That's my complaint with most of these movies is the end is just very hasty. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's yeah they need to wrap up. Like someone's giving them the wrap up single signal off camera, and then you just start throwing people off cliffs. <laughs> this movie does carry along with your uh, your thesis that all these movies are about uh, foreigners threatening women. Um. To be fair, the one the main. Like, catalyst for the woman threatening this one was a white man. Sure. He just acted through, a, with the help of a swarthy foreigner. Yep. A uh, Hungarian, for some strange reason, who is a voodoo priest. But perhaps he could himself be foreigner. He could be born in Haiti. I don't know. Yeah, sure. He could technically be Haitian. If, if he's not a foreigner, he's certainly acting like one. The husband, fiancé, boyfriend character mm-hmm. who kind of, like, doesn't do anything for the first act... Kind of stumbles around for the second act, then kind of saves the day in the third act. A classic Jonathan Harker character. Yeah. Most of the time, he goes from prim and proper, and you can tell as things get worse, because in every movie, his hair starts getting messier. (laughs) Yep. As he's like, oh no, things are going bad. My hair's really messy. Where's my woman? I better go look for swarthy foreigners. But I would say that's probably one of the better ones that I've seen of all these. I, I mean, I'm a big fan. I'm a fan of this movie for sure. I, uh, I, I think that the there's like the stuff that like the parts that are good are so good that they make up for like the bad parts. I think. Oh, this movie has definitely had the strongest strong points for me. And I guess there is actually like now that I'm thinking about it, there is like a, a class element because the whole thing with uh, Murder Lagandra and uh, Beaumont is kind of class is like murder being. Uh, I don't know. I guess my reading was always that he came from poverty and built himself up to be the sugar mill owner by, you know, sorcery and evil. Right. And Beaumont won't even shake his hand. And I think that's partly because um, he's an evil sorcerer and partly because he's, like, an undesirable person, I suppose, or something like that, you know? And then and then he, after he, like, ensorcels Beaumont... He makes some comment about that, like him refusing to shake hands pre- previously. This movie, if anything else, it was definitely super ambitious. Yeah, it had a lot, it had a lot of moxie, and had a lot of like going for it. It just didn't always stick its landing. It went for yeah. it, it didn't always quite get it. But that seems more like Beaumont's fault, and some of the other guys, and Man's I mean, fault. Yeah. I mean, they plus they, you know they like I said they were making this, they were this is actually one that's made on the cheap as far as as far as I know. None of the I think all the other ones that we made have been uh, big budget, bigger budget, yeah. Like they actually built this movie out of the pieces of other movies. Like, uh, let's see, they built these sets out of um, a Cecil B. DeMille 
um, movie, and also bits from Dracula Frankenstein Castles. Oh. <laughs> um, and they paid Lugosi, like, although I guess the Wikipedia, I, I had read somewhere else that they had paid him, like, some a tiny amount of money and filmed all the scenes in one day or something like that. Like, they gave him, it was a big amount of money for one day at work, but not a lot of money in general. But I guess the Wikipedia actually has, like, I guess there's some dispute about that. Yeah, well, they, there's, like, claims range from 500 to 900 to 5,000. Yeah. So, uh, I guess no one really knows. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely a very expressionistic movie. Even, I mean, even the acting, the way it is, sort of, uh, I feel like it's, it's definitely more, more, like, it's more symbolic than it is, like, meant to be representational. Sure. It is definitely, definitely looked a lot better than the rest of the movies. Yeah. Did you now? I have. I've. I didn't really even watch the print that you watched. You watched that YouTube print that I posted. Yeah. I the one I've seen is is god awful to be honest. No, I mean everything looks pretty crisp as far as these movies yeah. go. There's like like the there's like a lot of shadowing and darkening around the edges of the the traditional one that I've always seen. I don't think there was much of that. And the sound quality is pretty poor. The sound it sounded fine. I mean, it sounded like an older movie. Like it didn't sound crisp. It wasn't in HD. 1080, you know. Yeah, well, 4K was it wasn't a 4K movie. They did their best. Is that what you're saying? Right. Right. But it looked fine. Oh, well, I guess according to Wikipedia, this is a great uh, financial success for an independent film at the time. Oh, so not really a flop at all. It, it was. Uh, I guess my my understanding it was a flop is because that I always read that it was critically reviled. Oh. So I guess that, but that's not obviously not necessarily a. Uh, hand in hand kind of thing and it might have been a flop in terms of how much money you made relative not necessarily to its budget but the movies at the time right right well let's see it, it earned uh $6,500 in our one recurrent at the Princess Theater and uh Dracula earned $14,000 during a run at the Princess Theater okay so, so it's not a good big not as big of a hit as Dracula no sounds fine I think it's better than Dracula. It's a better movie than Dracula. Hmm, I haven't seen Dracula. Yeah, it's better than Dracula. Dracula's okay. Dracula's okay. Dracula's really slow, though. Despite tapping out at, like, 70 minutes, it's still pretty slow. Like, slow in a bad way? Yeah, like, slow in a bad way. Okay. Because some like, things I would describe as slow, but that's just because they're very deliberate, and they they mean to be slow. Yeah. And they're not, I like, think... actions and explosions. And I mostly use it to describe to other people, not necessarily to describe the movie itself. Yeah, the pacing. Well, the pacing is poor. I should say it's not always slow, but it's, the pacing is not, and it's edited like very confusingly. Oh, okay. Like, like stuff is unclear for no reason in Dracula. I guess that's the best way to put it. Um, but yeah, White Zombie does not necessarily have that problem. No. Moves fine. I th- okay, so my overall take on White Zombie is it's kind of like a it's like a mountain. Mm-hmm. Where I think it's kind of whatever in the beginning, kind of whatever at the... Well, I think it's kind of bad at the end. Like, the last five minutes or so are kind of a mess. But then it peaks really high in the middle when the zombies start showing up. Sure. And they start sort of utilizing them a little. I mean, Bowman's fine. He's all right. He talks a lot. I mean, you could probably probably say whatever you want. I'm sure he's dead, so I'm sure you can say whatever you want about him. I mean... (laughs) I just want to make sure. Yeah. I don't think you're going to hurt his feelings. I wouldn't want him spinning in his grave. Yeah. Robert Frazier played Charles Beaumont, died in eight. Nope, that's not true. 1884. 
1944. Okay, so he's, he'll be fine. Yeah. He's, I just, he's been dead for a while. Yeah, he was acting real big. People, they need, I wonder when they learn that movie actors don't have to act like they're in plays. Well, his first movie is from 1912, so he he had 20 years to overact, I think. 20 years to learn. 20 years to do the silent film style acting before right. they started this movie. I guess I, I wonder if I guess that maybe that was on purpose. I got a bunch of silent film actors to make this movie. Probably. And had them act like they were in a silent film, but with sound. Right. Yeah. I mean, I wonder they why they. I wonder why they didn't make it. Why they just didn't make a silent film? That's strange. Maybe probably so they to make money. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe just a financing issue. I don't think it would have worked as well as a silent film. Probably not. I mean, there's there's actually a. I, this movie has a score, doesn't it? It's like there's an actual score in this movie. Right. It's not. It's actually like I think a decent one. Yeah. Like, it's not really overwhelming. That Some of these scores can be, like, really overwhelming and not, not mixed well or something. Yeah. Yeah, because, well, I mean, this is, like, the very beginning of scores in movies. I mean, dialogue and score at the same. So, so they haven't quite figured it out. Yeah, sometimes the score can be really overwhelming and hard to deal with. I think, yeah, but I think you're probably right. Like, Lugosi is someone who you probably want to hear. Yeah. He's got a good, great uh, goatee cut in this movie, too. And really great eyebrows. Yeah, well... Yeah, that for sure. And I really, I really like that piano scene, like a lot. The part where he's begging her to to react, or like yeah, because you know he did this whole thing because he wanted because he was in love with her and he wants to stay with her forever, and then he does a mind control. Now, oh no, he regrets it because she's perfect, but she doesn't do anything. She just kind of stares. Hmm. It's mostly her face. She has a really good face. You think she did really? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I don't remember that scene standing up to me so. Yeah, so for me, the scenes that stuck out were the scene at the beginning in that mill. I don't know if it's a scene or it's a couple scenes where, and they're actually they're pretty melodramatic, I suppose. But where Beaumont is slowly turning into a zombie. Oh, he's kind of like maybe I don't. Maybe it's not even the scene that I found compelling, but the idea that he couldn't like do anything about it, and this guy was just sitting there carving a little effigy of him or whatever he was doing exactly. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure why he carved those little effigies. Yeah, he did a lot of stuff. There was like a, a five-part process to make a zombie that seemingly like three of the parts were unnecessary if, if, if need be. Because didn't for her, he like, didn't he have to like, he had to get something over hers and he poison her up. and make an effigy and then light it on fire and then... As far as I knew, it involved just the poison and then he did something with an effigy. So the uh, actual zombie poison is uh, this, like blowfish toxin. Sure. I'm not, can't remember exactly what it is. No, it, I, don't, I don't think I'm telling you, like, for oh. in reality. Like, I don't think they knew that this time. I don't think it's in oh, this okay. movie. But they, actual, they actually use something like the blowfish toxin. And it, it's just like they put them in a coma for a couple of days. And I believe it's enough to usually to annihilate their minds. And then they just kind of like a walking servant. Lovely little idea. Yeah, sure. I mean, if you just want to... If you need zombies, for some yeah. reason, if you're like a twisted individual... Well, what if you if you're looking, if you're looking for some love, yeah, or some cheap labor, some cheap love. Um, if you want to see it, it's like um, doesn't work as much with audio, but somewhere around the 39 minute mark is when it comes up. This, you know, oh, the, about. Uh, yeah, all right. Well, it's good scene. that you said that. It's good that you said that. So, Just uh, as a future reference. Yes, exactly. Because I wanted to go cool. look at it. It's good in the show notes too. I'll probably will after we get off the phone. After we get off the Skype, I'll probably uh, go ahead. Um, I think there's people that are always disagreeing. It's just every decade or so, the wasps get all in a buzz about it. Yeah, and they get all well, upset in, about it. Yeah, but I'm sure. In, well, in the 20s, 
you know, Irish people were like, why are these Italians coming to steal yeah. my job? And then in the 60s and 70s, it was like, why are these Puerto Ricans coming to steal my jobs? But it was the Italians saying it. Yeah. yeah. All it is is someone it's, – it's just someone who's like, this person talks a little bit, more, little bit different than me. And they look a little yeah. different than me. And then they tell their friends and then they all get up and fuss. And then all of a sudden, everyone's in a fuss. There's a fuss. Big fuss. And, and then 20 years, everyone forgets about it because they're all still here. And no one left. Yeah. I started, I started talking about the race, racism in this movie because – uh, there's a there's a poster, there's a uh, lobby card. I mean, and the line on it is, it has a picture of Bella Lugosi, and it says they knew this fiend was practicing zombieism on the natives, but when he tried it on a white girl, the nation revolted. Oh, okay, well, <laughs> that's so, like right to the point. That caught my eye, you know. Yeah. That doesn't like play around. No, it's there. I mean, they know where they know where they're going with this. Grace down. Oh, first out the racesville. We should probably stop talking about racism. I think I think it's a a pool that we're probably not qualified to wade into. No, not especially. But it's definitely there. Yeah, it definitely is there. Like, even to the untrained, privileged white eyes that I have, <laughs> I can see it. Also, like, yeah, some... These movie posters also greatly represent, misrepresent kind of what this movie's about. I'm always, I'm always picturing the, the, the one with, um... The eyes and the hands. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like sort of green, a yep. greenish tinted Lelagosi eyes. I don't see the hands, but probably there's probably a variant with the hands. And then some some um, sexualized drawing of Madge Bellamy. Oh, okay. You're thinking of a different one. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. There's like a. It's like slightly more abstract than the one I'm talking about. Right. It's green. Yeah, it's, I think it's, yeah, that actually probably is more famous than I think about it. And they're all about happen. like performing his every desire, and he doesn't really yeah. like take her over. He doesn't even seem really care that much. No, no, wait, he does. <laughs> he does care. Not but about it's, her it's, necessarily. It's more about revenge against Beaumont or whatever. Right. Against the world. With this zombie grip, he made her perform his every desire. Right. No, he kind of like Beaumont's like do this thing for me, and he's like, all right. But, like, in my Twisted Monkey Paw version, where you don't get what you want, actually. Yeah, there's there's another uh, poster, which is pretty similar. It's got just got his face, and it says, she was she was not alive nor dead, just a... And then the white zombie stretches across the screen, so she was just a white zombie performing his every desire. Which, and, like, once again, no, not really. But in that one, she's, like, she's walking like a zombie with her arms outstretched, and she's got, like, a negligee on. That was the GoldenAgeHorror.com podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Next week we'll be discussing Dracula, so you don't want to miss it. Check out GoldenAgeHorror.com for the show notes. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash AllGodlessHere. Send me an email at Matt at GoldenAgeHorror.com or find me on Twitter at TheWaterMethod. 
You can contact Andrew at Pizza Pranks on Twitter, or you can visit his website at www.pizzapranks.com. Pizza Pranks. Thanks again for listening. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving, and if you're in the United States, and I'll talk to you next week.